same cardi same those are all my favorite things too uh what's up guys it's asia we are back with the get rich or get drunk trying podcast episode six uh says because you know i'm working on my espanol shout out to cardi again for making like my favorite album of the summer so far i've missed you guys why because i'm a day late with the show why am i a day late with the show because i was blackout this weekend <laughs> not literally but goddamn it felt like it i had every margarita in the city of miami i mean i'm not even mexican why am i out here on cinco de mayo acting like i'm never gonna be able to have a cocktail again in my life i had an absolute blast like how was you guys as cinco de mayo what did you get into I need the details because mine was absolutely insane in the best possible way. And this year, because God is so good and he stay looking out for your girl, Cinco de Mayo fell on a Saturday. And because I knew I was going to be with the shits, I went on and preemptively requested Cinco de Mayo off. And I got Sunday off as well. And, you know, as a bartender, it's damn near impossible to get the entire weekend off, but God is good. And I got the entire Cinco de Mayo weekend off, which is the beginning of a very um, irresponsible 48-hour period. And uh, I kicked it off with my girl. We went to the Wharf, which is a dope-ass pop-up bar here in Miami, right on the river. And in the daytime, it's like a kid-friendly cool bring your mom bring your dad bring the kids bring the dog type of vibe and after six o'clock though is grown folks time there are like ping pong tables and um jumbo jenga and 15 different bars huge uh food truck area you can pull up in your yachts you know that's my vibe pull up in your yacht dock hop out mingle or stay on the boat the dj is incredible and it's just a dope vibe so the wharf had a huge pinata party and all the pinatas were filled with um blessings that i don't want to discuss on the show but they had um don julio trucks out giving out free margaritas and it just was absolutely nuts so we got to the wharf at like two o'clock in the afternoon And when I tell you that place was body to body at 2 p.m. And mind you, it's 4 billion degrees in Miami. And you multiply that by unlimited margaritas, a bunch of beautiful people, and the fact that it's 2 in the afternoon. And it was pretty wild. And um, that kicked off the party. And we stayed there all afternoon just having the absolute best time. Then we had to take a break because my girl wasn't feeling so well. So she and I separated. And then I came back out with a good friend of mine, a homeboy. And we tore up the rest of downtown Miami and just spent the entire night club hopping, bar to bar. We were walking, thank God, because Brooke was walkable. But we probably hit six different spots between 7 p.m., and 6 a.m., which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, 
am I on spring break? That's how it feels. It felt like spring break. And we just had a blast on Cinco de Mayo. And, you know, it made me think because we had margaritas in every place we went to. And we really got litty with about 12 wives. And when you're drinking that much and you're with somebody that you rock with heavy, things happen. And that's what I want to talk about today. When you are drinking entirely too much, do you start to look at your friend in a different way? Do things turn spicy? Do they turn sexual? Is it hormones? Is it the liquor? Like, what is it that takes two people who have a completely platonic relationship and things escalate? Like, are there underlying feelings anyway? Or is it purely just based on the alcohol? So, my question to you guys is, if things escalate, between you and someone who you were previously purely platonic with is it because of the liquor or was there something there between you guys anyway I mean is it liquid courage and you just needed kind of that push that liquor gives you to shoot your shot were you insecure about something was something standing in the way of you letting this person know that you had deeper feelings for them or could something go down between y'all and then you just go right back to being homies because there was nothing really there anyway and this was just a kind of animalistic archaic caveman reaction to the things that alcohol does to your body and then how do you recover from that like what do you do the next day how do you wake up and look at your friend in the eyes after you guys made out all night or slept together and had a great time or had a horrible time how do you recover like what do you do you know we're not in college anymore everybody is grown everybody knows what time it is everybody knows how to hold their liquor so there should be no excuses like what is the play what is the next move what if the sex is not good what if you this was you ruined a friendship for some trash penis that would just be so tragic and I don't want that for you guys so what do you do or shit what if it was amazing and now you want to hop on it again and often at your earliest convenience but this is the homie what do you do how do you handle that I mean first of all we should all be drinking responsibly none of us should be getting so wasted that you know we make irresponsible decisions but not but so let's just put a period on that I will say though when you drink when you're celebrating when the Don Julio is just flowing emotions develop and change and feelings that you didn't know you had will pop up on you and I'm just curious to know how much of that is just a pure biological response to the drug that is alcohol and how much of that is um you know damn I should have really 
look twice at this person beforehand because there's something actually there that I want to explore. So I think that the way to play it, okay, so y'all go out, you have a great time, and then you have an even better time unexpectedly. Um, I think you should just kind of try to see what the other person is feeling. You know, put yourself on the back burner. Have that awkward-ass conversation of, um, so last night was interesting. Have that weird conversation. At, I mean, at this point, you already let him see you twerk team upside down. So I, I, there's no point in, like, being shy and playing shy. So have that convo. Like, yeah, so we had a lot to drink last night and things you know, took an interesting turn where you at with it and see what your friend has to say. Like they might say like, yeah, that was super fucking awkward. Let's absolutely never do that again, which would be tragic. Like, oh my God, I would be so shook if somebody said that to me. But the flip side is your friend could be like, yeah, so that was great. I had the time of my life. You know, I always felt something for you. Can we go out and talk about what else we could possibly have? Because clearly, you know, you feel the same way. And you could wind up with a homie lover friend, a husband, a baby daddy. Who knows? But you got to go ahead and make that leap into the next move because you guys have already, shit, you already did it. Like, why not? Let's just hustle backwards. Start from 100 instead of starting from zero and seeing if something could be there. But the major key is like, don't be a weirdo, period. Y'all slept together, but everybody's grown. It's cool. Like, you've had sex before, he's had sex before. What ifs? Let's not act weird. Let's not act like this was the end of the world. We'll get over it. It's cool. And if you just play it chill and see where your friend is at I think that um you know it would save a lot of broken hearts and hurt feelings and assumptions don't assume like just ask him flat out like what's the play like what did last night mean did it not mean anything were we just wasted or should I be looking forward to like a date night I mean are we dating now but if you want to avoid awkward situations like this altogether, just don't sleep with your friends I mean, that sounds pretty black and white, but you'd be surprised. Like, it doesn't work 99% of the time. Keep that separate. Just, if that's the homie, let that be the homie. I mean, there's 7, almost 8 billion people on the planet. You do not have to make it weird between you and your friend. There's just no need. There are too many people on the planet, y'all. Some relationships are meant to be platonic and I know that a lot of you don't believe that men and women can be friends without there being a sexual component to the relationship that's simply just not true they, I mean it 100% exists now the men the man in your life might want to fuck you your homeboy most of the time they do I mean that's just flat out like facts but that doesn't mean you have to give in and don't use alcohol as like the scapegoat for this the situation like you've been trying to make magic happen but oh you know you had too many 
<laughs> Shirley Temples, so you was falling apart. Nah, fam, we're not going for that. Shoot your shot. Like, stand in your truth, girl. If, you know, you had one mojito and now you've fallen all over him, chances are you was trying to do that anyway. And it's cool. It's cool. We all grown. With that being said, I'd like to give a special shout out to all of my male friends who don't have these problems because I can drink all of them under the table and wake up with no hangover. So they don't have to worry about me turning the tables on them. Nah, fam, we ain't doing that. We're friends. Stay in the friend zone. Do not try to escape the friend zone. Because nobody wants to get their feelings hurt. But that's just my friends personally. Y'all might have different relationships with y'all friends. But me and my male friends, nah fam. That's that's not the way. Put, a, put, put the brakes on that one. I guess, however, that is kind of a dope story to tell. Like, what if you did get drunk with your friend on a holiday or something or whatever the occasion was. And you guys slept together. And then, voila, like you realized you had all this good chemistry and wound up dating and falling in love and really having a great relationship like that would be a dope story to tell that'd be a dope story to tell y'all kids one day like so your daddy was having Hennessy and Cokes and then what happened was cut to the chase nigga y'all here so I guess that would make a good story but my vote overall no don't do it it's not worth it man I love Cinco de Mayo Maybe next year I'll celebrate, um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, St. Patrick's Day because Cinco de Mayo just brings out the best in people, <laughs> the best activities. So in other news, the Met Ball was today. And everybody knows that the Met Ball is where the fashion elite come to slay. I mean, can we just start with Rihanna why is she just the queen of everything I mean if Beyonce ain't showing up we know who to count on to stunt and Rihanna I mean per the use giving you Mason Martin Margella realness in basically the Pope <laughs> the Pope's costume on fucking steroids like she came and she was not coming to play Louboutin Don like silver embellished the whole cape the coat the bag that outfit looked like it weighed 4,000 pounds Rihanna is a little thick I mean thick for her not like thick in real life and she is loving every piece of it and so am I like oh re give it to me again Cardi B showed up with her baby bump in full effect in Moschino and she walked the carpet with Jeremy Scott which is always fun like you know he's a fucking badass and the theme of this year's show was heavenly bodies fashion and the catholic imagination and I thought this was a really interesting theme because everybody kind of went for a celestial crosses galaxy spiritual vibe and per usual some celebrities came with it some celebrities should have stayed their asses home and try it again next year luckily for Katy Perry she was in the okay girl you did that category little mommy hit you with 
like nine foot tall, three feet wide, feathered angel wings, cocaine white, amazing. And a little gold mini dress. She was in Versace. Amazing. It looked like um looked like a costume from a movie. They were absolutely incredible wings. Like I was really proud of her. She came with it for the look that night. Um King T'Challa, you know he always gonna pull up and stunt in like a four piece all white Versace look. Really Versace crushed it. I mean Versace was made to do um this year's Met Gala theme. J Lo was giving you thighs on thighs in Balmain with the ever stuntastic A Rod by her side in triple black. Um Kylie stepped out with Travis Scott as like their first official we just had a baby, but we out here stunting on y'all young parent couples goals for all these little high school kids. I I guess because I'm grown, so they're not my couples goals, but they looked really beautiful that night. Also, my top five of all time favorite white woman, Blake Lively, the ever spectacular Serena Vanderwoodson Blake Lively came through in Atelier Versace, stunting on every single person there. It's like a Bordeaux red and gold. I mean, she could not have been more gorgeous and shockingly leading the pack. Or you know what? I'm going to take that back because that was shady. Not shockingly, leading the pack was Miss Kim Kardashian West. Full stunt. Versace to the toes. Gold shimmery. Hugged every curve perfectly. I mean, she crushed it. She didn't overdo the theme. She just gave you just a, a smidge of it. And she really crushed it. Perfect hair and makeup. I mean, all in all, it was a spectacular 2018 Met Gala. It really was. Everybody came and they came to slay. I mean, Beyonce didn't come, but other than that, it was perfect. Who was your favorite star of the 2018 Met Gala? Who crushed it and who should have stayed their ass home? Tweet me at, um, have I given you guys my Twitter before? Oh, this might be a first. Okay. So, you only get so many characters on Twitter, so bear with me. But it's get rich or get drunk trying just the initials and then podcast. So that's G-R-O-G-D-T podcast if you're looking for me. But tweet me. Let me know who you think crushed it at the Met Gala this year. And um, tell me how sad you are that Beyonce didn't show up. Like, I wonder what she was doing. But that's just how dope she is. She ain't got to show up. Like, you niggas will live. But... Not really, but like y'all will maintain if I don't show up. So now that we've made things awkward with our friends and we've caught up on all the shenanigans from the 2018 Met Gala, I think it is time for our Get Drunk Cocktail of the Week. And um, you guessed it, this one's going to be Don Julio. So this one is called a Manzanita Mule, and it's an apple concoction from Don Julio's website because they love us and they want us to flourish in life. So this one's super easy. You need an ounce and a half of Don Julio Blanco, one ounce of fresh pressed apple juice, a half ounce of fresh lemon juice, and a half ounce of ginger syrup. Combine all those 
all those ingredients in a shaker tin. Shake well, strain into a tall glass over ice, top with club soda, and garnish with a couple apple slices. This shit is so good. Like, you have no idea. This one is a winner, and it's super simple. Anybody can make it. It's really refreshing, and it's different because you don't really find a lot of apple-flavored cocktails, especially when it comes to tequila. But this is a dope spring-summer vibe. Impress your friends. Slice some red apples in there, and it will taste spectacular. Trust me, your girl knows what she's talking about. I mean, I do this for a living, so don't, you know, don't don't doubt me. Fight your mama on this one because this manzanita is a winner. Like always, I will leave the recipe up on the get rich or get drunk trying.com website. So just click on episode six and you will be able to see all the cocktails. Okay, so do not DM me asking me for the cocktail recipe. It is on the website. Love you. Like, stop playing. So now that we've had our cocktail recipe of the week, we need our get rich recipe of the week because we all know that's a major key. Y'all know I don't play about my coins and I want you guys to be the same. So let me put you on to Acorns later. And we all know Acorns. Acorns is a free micro investing app that rounds up the change from all your purchases and puts it into a super simple investment account. And Acorns Later just came out this month and it's branched off from the same company. And what Acorns Later does is based on a few key components about you, Acorns Later will tell you if you should start a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, or an employee pension IRA. And it will help you get started in the same way that the Acorns app does. It micro-invests teeny tiny portions of money out of your account every single transaction, as well as a set weekly amount that you put in. And this is your retirement fund. I mean, how lucky are we that in 2018, we can get an app that costs damn near nothing. I think it's like a dollar a year, something, something minuscule, I'm sorry, a dollar a month um, from our phones that is going to help set us up financially for the future. Now, this is not the only retirement account you should have, but this is a great way to get started. It is the easiest thing in the world. You probably already have Acorns and Acorns Later is a dope way to get you started. I mean, start at 25, start at 35, start at 45 and never, ever stop. It's never too late. You just need to put away more and uh, more often and you can do it. So shout out to Acorns Later for just being a genius um, app and a genius system that it really takes away any excuse that you could possibly have about not getting started for retirement and not even retirement. You don't have to look at it that way. Just your future comfortability level when you're older, period. That's it. You don't have to think about it as retiring because, you know, maybe you don't ever want to retire. Maybe you do want to work your entire life because you love what you're doing, but you want that flexibility and that comfort level in your older age. And Acorns Later is the 
play to just get started. So I love you guys again and again and again for listening. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and review the show. And stay tuned. I think I mentioned this. I definitely mentioned it on my social. But my boo, Pilly May, is going to sit down and have an interview with us next week. We're doing an Instagram Live. It's going to be insane. And we're actually filming the interview. And this will be the very first video um, that we do for Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying. So I want you guys to get with it. Check my social for all the details. And I'll leave all the scoop in the show notes on Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying.com. You can get all the scoop. You can get a sneak peek. You can actually submit some questions that you want me to ask Pilly. So stay tuned, guys. I love you all so much, and I'll see you next week.